What you are about to hear is a labor of love, our love is for the music, and the music is for the people. We at Rock Strikes 10 and cnjradio.com have always recommended that any music we promote on our shows be legally purchased, downloaded, or streamed. We feel this way not only for our network of shows, but for all music-based shows. By supporting the artist in this way, more music can be created and the industry as a whole can prosper. The music is owned by their respective labels or hopefully by the artists themselves. This broadcast is owned by cnjradio.com. Our only mission is to promote the music we love and promote the legal purchase of it. Enjoy the show and turn it up. Welcome to Rock Welcome to Rock Strikes 10, the show guaranteed to always give you 10 songs, no more, no less. My name is Joey. I want to thank everybody for tuning into the show here today, especially if you're doing it at the central station of cnjradio.com. All right, this is part three of three as we pay tribute here on Rock Strikes 10 to the late, great, iconic, greatest guitarist of all time and just one of the great musicians and rock people of all time, Edward Van Halen, Eddie Van Halen, who passed away this week. And I said this on the last couple of episodes, of course, but no Eddie Van Halen, probably no me sitting in this chair at all. Eddie Van Halen changed my perspective on not just music, but the world. So I thank you, Eddie, and I hope this tribute is worthy of your legacy, at least in some little way. Alright, so what I've been doing here to keep myself distracted from just being completely just, uh, you know, I've been crushed this entire week ever since I heard the news on Tuesday. Uh, but I just kind of dove into the catalog and said, let's go to work here. And so I've been very technical and professional about this as to not get so emotional with it. Uh, but it's led to this. We have counted down the first seven of 12 we are into the top five Van Halen albums of all time, according to me. And we're going to kick things off here with number five. Actually, it did score one point lower than the number six album, Fair Warning. It's a 93 versus Fair Warning's 94. But when I was ranking the albums, I just couldn't rank this particular album any lower than this position. And I still feel like it's pretty low, but I'll explain myself. I'm not here to defend myself. I'm here to tell you why this album is actually ranked so low, because I love it so much. Uh, but this is an album that came out on February 7th of 2012, so you probably know what it is already. Produced by Van Halen and John Shanks, as co-producer. And it was the comeback album with David Lee Roth. Also the first album with Wolfgang Van Halen on bass. And I give Wolf a lot of credit as far as just the fact that this reunion happened with Dave anyway. From what I've heard, he was pretty instrumental in picking most of the set lists for all the tours and even just getting the material together for this album. So if I ever saw Wolfgang, if it was okay with him, I'd give him a real big hug and say thank you. Thank you for making this happen. Uh, so yeah, you're the man, Wolf. Of course, we all miss Mikey, but you know, I, I gotta give it up for Wolf. So... Here you go. Yes, this is A Different Kind of Truth. Love that title, by the way. It's so Dave. And uh, th this album does get maligned, and I talked about this on the top 100 albums of the decade. It placed rather high if you are a friend of the show and listen to that, but go back and check it out if you haven't. I definitely highly recommend checking out the top 100 albums of the decade. 
because I worked really hard on it and I think it's got some great music on there. But all that being said, this album did do really well and of course it does very well here in the Van Halen overall catalog ranking. And some people will yell blasphemy that I'm putting this brand new David Lee Roth Van Halen album under the likes of Van Halen 2 and Fair Warning. That is my opinion. Honestly, just kind of looking at it initially, before I got into the whole point system, if this album didn't have the tattoo song on it, it would probably be number three of all time. I love it that much. I love this album so much. That song Tattoo is pretty abysmal. It's pretty embarrassing. I've tried to get into this song. I've tried to love it. And I don't want to hear anybody saying, oh, this is just like when Jump came out. Like, no. Jump is actually a good song. And I remember being excited. Like, I I came home from work. I remember actually, like, turning off the lights and watching the premiere of this video, like, on YouTube. And I was excited to see the band. I was excited to see Dave back. The, The song was just not hitting with me. I thought the music was cool. But I just did not like this song at all. I think the song gave the album a massive black eye. Even though the album came in at number two on the Billboard album charts, I feel like just the fact that this was the single and everything and the fact that it's just on the album in general, I think hurt this album massively with anybody that was going to be willing to give it a chance. You take that song off the record, you still got like a 45-minute album of nothing but burners. This whole album is perfect except for that song. But because of the fact that it got a big fat zero, and the only other song to get a zero from the initial two singers was Spanked, I just couldn't rank it higher than that. But in a perfect world, this is the third best Van Halen album of all time. And this album should have not only been huge for Van Halen, and it did do well, and the tour did great, but this really should have been like the comeback of rock and roll. I really truly feel that way, and it's just a damn shame that it didn't happen. But I've still got this record to love forever. And man, I hope, I'm assuming it will now. I was like really wanting it on vinyl. And there was such a limited vinyl release of it. But uh, obviously we're probably going to get it now. But that all being said, I love A Different Kind of Truth. I will go on and on about it as I have right here. But let's get to some songs right here. Here's a tremendous, great, turn it up as loud as you can too for here for A Different Kind of Truth. Check it out. Over yonder, no stormy Monday waits for you. Uh, ain't no midnight in Georgia, and I'm not looking for the truth. And I tell you what, I'm getting rid of next you and your blues. Yes, I Yeah. 
right. Killer twofer right there from a different kind of truth. Coming in at number five overall in the Van Halen countdown. We kick things off with You and Your Blues. Great song right there. The band just sounds amazing. And once again, sounding amazing on the album Closer, Beats Working. And uh, I, I definitely, I've played As Is a lot to represent this album on the show over the years. And As Is is still my favorite song on the album, but I wanted to go with something a little different just to play a few more extra tracks by this phenomenal record that you should have in your collection. It is definitely law. As I say that, we move on to number four. And I was actually surprised by this myself. I knew I really liked this record a lot, but this is the first entry. And of course, from here on out, these are all 100 points, all perfect albums according to my scoring system. Then it was just a matter of what order do they go in. And this album... It gets maligned now, and it really has been maligned uh, sort of unfairly for the last couple of decades or so. And I honestly feel like people really started bagging on this record once Eddie publicly did. He, you know, was like, oh, it's half covers, and, you know, I really wasn't that into it. And I get that the album is half covers, but who covers songs better than Van Halen? Especially when Dave's in the band. I mean, come on, give me a break. It's not as bad as people think it is. And like I said, the line on the album became tainted with the fact that Eddie badmouthed it in the press a lot. But this album that came out here on April 14th, 1982, I think is the fourth best Van Halen album of all time. Because it doesn't have a song like Tattoo on it. <laughs> okay, I'll leave it alone. But yes, Diver Down. I think Diver Down is great. Of course, all the originals are great, but all the covers are great on it too. It's just a fun album. This is like the Van Halen album that you take to the beach with you you know, or something like that. It's, 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 well, they're just kind of fun records. It really is. And, uh, so yeah, I just, even though I didn't live those times, I was still very young at this time. I feel like I can see it in my head as I hear a record like this. So Diver Down is just a, a perfect rock album for that reason. And yes, 100 points once again. So yeah, this great Ted Templeman produced album that gets maligned for really stupid reasons. I think you should give it another chance if you haven't in a while. We're going to play a great twofer from it, of course. Of course, all the music on here is great. Uh, but yeah, here is a twofer from Diver Down, kicking off with the album opener, because how could you not? This is a great, great version of The Kinks. Once again, from You Really Got Me to this, Where Have All the Good Times Gone? Never 
did a cover and an original to represent Diver Down right there. We kicked off things with Where Have All the Good Times Gone? And I say it that way because of the exclamation mark at the end. There's no question mark at the end. Hmm. And we finished things off with Little Guitars. And of course, you have to include the intro. Even though it's a separate track, it's it's part of the same song. So it's still 10 songs here on Rock Strikes 10. That is an absolute truth. Okay. Yes. We're going to get into number three right now. Have you guessed what the order is here in the top three yet? Eh? Eh? eh, At all? Okay. Did you narrow it down? Okay. Coming in at number three, we have yet another 100-pointer, another perfect rock album right here. This album came out exactly on my CNJ Radio cohort and best friend Chris's birthday, March 26, 1980, and gave us two amazing things in this world. It gave us Chris, and it gave us this album here, Women and Children First. How great is that? You gotta love it. Uh, so yes, once again, of course, produced by Ted Templeman, all the Dave albums are. Um, by the way, Diver Down peaked at number three on the Billboard album charts. This album here, Women and Children First, peaked at number six on the Billboard album charts. And yeah, Women and Children First is great. I get more love for this album as time goes on. I remember liking it when I first bought it, but it it didn't like massively connect with me, but I didn't hate it either, and I still kept putting it on pretty consistently. But, you know, every time I listen to it, it sounds better and better and better. And there's no bad song on it. Once again, it got 100 points, so obviously there's not a bad song on it. And yeah, you couldn't go wrong with uh, any song to pick off of this. Even the singles are great. I mean, and the Cradle Will Rock and Everybody Wants Some are just awesome. Take Your Whiskey Home is super fun. So even when those things come on the radio, I never tune out or anything. Like I do with like 99% of the Van Halen singles. But I'm going to play these two right here, and I have a special love for these two songs. Not just because they're great, and not because they don't both rock, because they do, obviously. But I've had the massive honor and pleasure, and been incredibly lucky to see these two songs actually performed live. So here you go. Here's my twofer to represent Women and Children First. Enjoy. Yes. 
Probably also one of the best bass songs for Michael Anthony ever was that track that you just heard right there. But I'll tell you what you just heard from the Women and Children first album. We had a great twofer right there. Kicking things off with Romeo Delight. Of course, the song that they would use as their concert openers for a while. And I saw it when they did their reunion tour with Dave. And then, yes, I've actually seen In a Simple Rhyme live. I saw it the very last time I saw Van Halen when they were on uh, touring under the live album a few years ago. And I saw them at the Starplex outdoors. And not only did they play in a simple rhyme, they played some great nuggets on that particular show. They did Drop Dead Legs and a couple other things they like. I would have never expected them to play. But I actually went back the other day, you know, after this all happened, and I was looking at all the set lists. Of the I saw Van Halen four times live, twice with Sammy and twice with Dave. I, I did even go to the Sam and Dave tour as well. And I've seen Sammy a handful of times. And I go to these shows because I know I'm going to hear Van Halen music live, of course. That's more than half the draw for me. But, yeah, the uh, not only did I see In a Simple Rhyme live, but the show that me and Nola went to the last time we saw Van Halen there, that was the last time they ever played that song because In a Simple Rhyme got dropped after that particular show. They still had shows to play on that tour, but I have the distinction and the bragging rights of seeing that song performed for the last time ever, at least by that particular lineup of the band. So there you go. Yeah, so 
Romeo Delight, and then a simple rhyme. Two great ones right there. Of course, you got to play the closer to go with that, which is a little 30-second thing, you know. And I would think for many that it always comes down to these two albums. At least that's what I can tell. And, you know, like I said, I'm sure some other people pick other albums, but these seem to be the top two records pretty much predominantly. I think if they pulled, like, you know, hundreds of fans on the average, these would be number one and number two. And they would always be in a different order. And mine may not be in the order that you would put yours. And that's probably true. But these are my top two favorite Van Halen songs. These are the two best albums, honestly. And as overplayed as most of the songs are on both of these albums, they're still perfect albums. I never get sick of them. They are absolute 100% law. Like I said, the entire, the top nine of this countdown, you should all have these records. But if you don't have the, I feel like even like non-hard rock fans own these two albums. And that better be true because you're definitely, you're, you're not so much just not a hard rock fan if you don't love and own these two albums. These are the albums where if you don't own them, you are just not a fan of music. You are not a real music fan if you do not own these two records that we're going to talk about now. I don't feel like I'm out of line with saying that. But my number two, coming in at number two, of course with 100 points, is the debut album, Van Halen. Van Halen 1 to some people. And it has the very weird distinction of the fact that they were brand new on the scene at this time. So it has this weird distinction of being the lowest ranked album overall in the Billboard album charts as far as if you stack up all the Van Halen albums. This one peaked at the lowest position of any of the albums. It peaked at number 19, so it just cracked the top 20. But it is one of the most famous albums and must-own albums of all time as the first Van Halen record. You can't go wrong with it. Uh, the second song of this twofer is in my top five Van Halen songs of all time. I have loved this song since first listen. But we will kick things off with something a little more obvious. Not too obvious, but a little more obvious. So we're going to kick off the twofer to represent this fantastic, perfect album with I'm the One. <laughs> We gave it 
All right, for the first Van Halen album right there, the self-titled debut, or Van Halen 1 to some, we played I'm the One and Little Dreamer right there. I love Little Dreamer so much. So happy they actually played that on the, the first time I saw him with Roth on the reunion tour back in 2007 or 8 or something like that. But, man, them playing Little Dreamer was everything to me. And I always said if I had ever gotten a band off the ground, if I ever started a band... I would do my absolute damnedest to make sure that the first cover song we ever performed or recorded would have been Little Dreamer. So I feel like I maybe could have pulled that off with good practice. <laughs> and uh, it's in my key. So, yeah, there's all that. And, uh, yeah, that's one thing I love about Dave is that there's some Dave notes I can't hit, but he's kind of a tenor or a soul growler, as he would say. So it's really fun singing along with Dave's songs especially because they are in my range. That's what makes him a great party man, every man, rock star kind of guy. So, uh, but yeah, that that riff that Eddie does on Little Dreamer just destroys me. I, I love it so much. It's yeah. Once again, Van Halen one, a perfect album. And number one, in my opinion, on my list here is an absolute perfect album. I'm pretty sure it's number one because this is where I came in. And but I'd like to think that that's not the case either. It is and it isn't. So this is. Yet again, of course, not only is it a perfect album, not only did it score 100 points, it is also the one and only album that they did with David Lee Roth that came in at number one on the Billboard album chart. So it hit all three points here. So if my list means anything to anybody, it hit the triple threat, the grand slam, all three marks. Yes, 1984, a perfect album. Uh, you know, spoiler for when I ever do this, this is in my top 10 Desert Island albums. There's no way it's not. Uh, this album changed my life for the better, I'd like to think, and I would never go anywhere without it. That's all I can really say. So, and I'm even going to just give up what the songs here are because you can't do any better, not just on this album, but in rock and roll and music in general. These are perfect songs along with perfect videos to boot. Yes, we're going to play a couple of singles from the 1984 record to finish this list off. And this is what I consider to be like the ultimate tribute to Eddie Van Halen right here. And once again, just thank you so much for this music, Eddie. It's meant everything to me. So yes, we're going to close off this show with a perfect twofer from the 1984 record. We're going to start off with Hot for Teacher and finish up with one of the greatest songs of all time, Panama.
clock is slow. I don't feel dirty.
Can't get any better than that right there. Hot for Teacher and Panama. I think the two ultimate Van Halen songs of all time. If I have a say about it, those are the two best songs they ever did. Like, Jump is the only number one single they ever had on the pop charts. But Hot for Teacher and Panama are just perfect. You don't get better rock and roll at all than that. You really just don't. I'm sorry. Not sorry. But yeah, in addition to the odds and ends we did on part one of this three-part special, that was my list. That was the top 12 Van Halen albums of all time. That's it. Uh, Like I said, I hope we get a ton of vault material down the line. But that was it. That was all the albums that came out during the great life and career of the now late great, iconic, greatest guitar player of all time and one of the all-time greatest musicians in the history of music, Eddie Van Halen. That is not an exaggeration. That is just a freaking fact of life. If you took the time to listen to this, I hope you consider this a worthy tribute to the man. So, yeah, let me know what you think. Feel free to write. And, of course, feel free to send me your own list. I'd love to hear them, honestly. And I'm going to go ahead and get out of here. So stay tuned for the plugs. Please uh, check out all the plugs and follow all the links. So, yeah, stay tuned here for my better half, Nola, and for the best damn outro song in all of the podcasting business. Take it away, Nola. We would like to thank you for taking the time to listen to the show today. You can reach us on Facebook or Twitter. We love getting messages and always do our best to respond. We are on Twitter at RockStrikes10, and the direct email is RockStrikes10 at gmail.com. When you search for us, the number 10 is always spelled out. If you would like to support our show financially, we do have RockStrikes10 shirts for sale. For $20, we will ship you out a high-quality, soft-as-heck, next-level branded shirt and a button. Send us an email or direct message us for more details or to order. U.S. or APO boxes only. For now. Please help us spread the word about this show and all of our other quality shows by listening, liking, subscribing, and sharing. Our official website is cnjradio.com. You can visit this site for all of the episodes of Rock Strikes 10 going back all the way to episode number one. While you're on cnjradio.com, please check out our other quality shows, including The Wrestling House Show, a pro wrestling podcast unlike any other, The Synaptic Empire Audio Transmissions, hosted by Randy Brown, a true alternative. The Last Theater, starring Chris, where cinema's trash is treated like treasure. Talking Rock, with Joey and the great Mark Striegel of Talking Metal. And the I Am Vinyl Podcast, with Pete LaRussa and occasionally Joey. Last but not least, we would like to give an extra special thanks to the great Pete LaRussa and the band Spacebeard for the best outro song in the business. Go to facebook.com slash spacebeardband to purchase their music and make sure to tell them that Rock Strikes 10 sent ya. We hope you tune into the next show. Until then, have fun.